0: Listening to Package Your Genius, a conversation designed to give you clarity on your calling and serve as a catalyst for your career. I'm your host, Amanda Miller Littlejohn. For you, we're continuing our January series on focus, and as such, I had to bring on today's guest, Miko Whitlock, because I know he's an expert at what he does. He's actually helped me personally with goal setting, time management, and prioritization. I met Miko in Packager Genius Academy two years ago when he participated in one of our very first personal branding cohorts, and since then, I've been honored. To watch his business and brand grow. I've also had the chance to take advantage of his masterful coaching. So if prioritization, goal setting, time management, and work-life balance are issues that you are trying to tackle this year, you definitely want to visit his website and find out more that he has to offer. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Package Your Genius. I am excited today to bring you another amazing interview. This one with a repeat guest. He's been so fabulous that I had to bring him back on because I know that at this time of the year, you know, he is a true expert in how we can be thinking about the year ahead and how we are maximizing our time to reach our most important goals. So our guest today is Miko Whitlock of Mindful Techie. Welcome, Miko, back to Package Your Genius.
1: Hey, Amanda, thank you so much for having me back. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I really enjoyed the last conversation, so I'm happy to be back to, to talk again.
0: So Miko and I um, met in Package Your Genius Academy a few years yeah. ago where we worked together and shortly thereafter you quit your job and you uh went full-time with your business mindful techie so why don't you tell our listeners who may not have heard the first episode where i interviewed you about your company and your mission and what you strive to help your clients do
1: sure so um I'm Miko Marco Whitlock for folks that are new to me, and I'm the founder of an organization, as Amanda mentioned, called Mindful Techie. And through that organization, I do speaking, training and coaching on mindfulness, productivity and technology. So what that means is that I work with purpose driven professionals and organizations that are out there making a difference in the world to really get a handle on this issue of work life balance and the fact that we're hyper-connected, right? More so than we've ever been with terms of access to information, terms of access to tools. So lots of folks are actually struggling with how do you actually carve out a life of meaning with all the tools, with all the information that we have access to, with all this desire to be connected 24 seven. So I work with folks on uh, three primary issues. The first is around getting a handle on the work-life balance issue, right? The boundaries between personal and professional have blurred beyond recognition. So helping folks with that. The second is around the technology distraction piece. And I just touched on that in terms of just the sheer number of tools and just the pull on our attention. Uh, And then the third is around personal mission and vision. Now, lots of us are really clear about the mission of the organization that we work for, or the business or the clients that we're serving. But when I ask people about their personal mission, many of us don't know that. And that's really the key. That's the foundation to really to begin to address some of these issues that, that we're facing.
0: You are so right. And I can't tell you how many people I speak to who may have a job, may have a business, may have a way that they're working with others. But the mission piece is really hazy. And I think that when the mission is unclear, that's when we start feeling those feelings of the lack of fulfillment and, you know, we're rudderless and we don't really know where This role or this stage in our life is leading to and we're just kind of out here without a guidepost or a map because we're not mapping it to anything that matters to us. So when you think about mission and vision, um, why is that so important? And and how do we begin to even think through what our personal mission or our personal life vision is?
1: You know, it's, it's so important because it's the key to why we're showing up. Right, Um, Mm -hmm. and I'll frame it this way. So my the the work that I do starts with helping people to understand that one of the challenges that we're facing is what I describe as IDD. Right, so a lot of us Mm -hmm. are familiar with ADD or ADHD. What I'm talking about is IDD or intention deficit disorder. So this intention with an I deficit Mm -hmm. disorder. What does that mean? That means that for many of Mm -hmm. us, we're on autopilot. We're going through life, and we lack clear intention about why we're showing up, why we're waking up in the morning. You know, first thing in the morning, we grab the phone, we turn on the TV, we're watching the news, looking at the weather report, we're on social media, checking email. We're doing all those things. We run out the door before we've had coffee or breakfast and then we're on, we're on the way to work. You know, we are frustrated in traffic and then we get to work and we spend our entire day battling this a similar series of distractions. Then we get home, we're exhausted and and and, and to some degree we're when we actually have time to calm down we realize okay there might be this sense of unfulfillment because we haven't actually got anything meaningful done right mm. um, and so this is why taking the time to get clear about vision is, is is important another way to think about this is uh many of us if we work for a company we work for an organization or maybe a government agency many of us are crystal clear about the mission of that organization right but when I ask you about your personal mission, your personal mission statement, right? That's another way to think about your vision, your personal mission yeah. statement. When I ask you about that, what what is that? Because if, if you're not clear about that, then it's, it's of course, you're going to be distracted by what's happening with the technology. Of course, you're going to be overly committed to your professional work because you have not outlined what's important for you outside of that framework. You have an outline, okay, well, I value my relationship with my partner. I value my relationship with my kids. I want to write a book. I want to start a business. You you haven't gotten clear about those things. And because you haven't gotten clear about those things, then the world says, okay, well, you're not clear about those things. Well, you have a job. Okay, well, then that's, I'm gonna fill
0: your calendar up.
1: Exactly. I'm gonna fill your calendar <laughs> with that. You like you, you like scrolling through Instagram? Okay, well, I'll give you more stuff to look at on Instagram. You know, you like you know, seeing what's happening in terms of the news. I'm gonna give you as many. CNN breaking news alerts that you possibly can take <laughs> to fill up your yeah. time, fill up your calendar. Uh, and so, but mm-hmm. when we get clear about our revision, then we can, we, we can re- to, to an extent, reclaim our time. We can say, you know what, okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm clear that I have a voice and I wanna be an author. I'm clear that I'm really committed to my family and I wanna be there for uh, my children. I wanna be there for my partner. I wanna be there as a caregiver for my, for my mother, uh, wh- whatever those things are. And then you can prior, you can sort of rework and prioritize your work, your use of technology, and the other things that are in your life in a more balanced way. But when you don't have mm-hmm. that, then then the imbalance sort of- You're at the your whim. You're yeah. at
0: the whim of the world,
1: really. Exactly. And that's yeah.
0: interesting because that ties to something that I tell my clients as it relates to um, jobs and careers. A lot of my clients who are high achievers, they're very talented and hardworking and they're good at a lot of different things. But if they're not intentional about how they want to use their gifts and how they want to um, use the time that comprises you know, their lives, other people who notice them and say, you're really smart. You're really talented. You're really efficient. You're great. You're a great leader. I need you in my organization. I need you on my team. Here's a job. You know, when you talk to people about how things just fall into their laps, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, I hear that a lot, a lot of high achievers, you know, I ask them, well, why did you take this job? Why did you end up working here? And they're like, oh, I was recruited or it just kind of fell into my lap. And a lot of times when you trace back all of your major career moves, it's all tied to something falling into your lap versus you being intentional about, this is the type of work I want to do, and this is the type of work I'm going to pursue. So I think that's really, really interesting.
1: Yes. And so the the start of this, you you asked me the question, so how do you begin to really address this, right? And so um, Mm -hmm. part of this is part of the guide that I think we're going to talk about, but there are a series of questions as a practical matter that I give people to sort of walk through um, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just walk through two of those really quickly. So one of those is a, is about service, right? So the work that we do mm-hmm. in the world, you mentioned gift, right? We all have a gift. We all have a genius. So you talk about packaging your genius and right, we all have a way that we have been called to serve beyond just ourselves, right? Like part of it is, mm-hmm. yes, we get a, we get a personal reward for how we show up and so on and so forth. but it's also about how we're serving people in our lives, how we're serving the world at large. And so the first question is really, how can I be of service? You ask yourself that mm-hmm. question and you reflect on that and see what comes up for you. And then mm-hmm. um the, the second that I that question that I give people, it's a really powerful question, is you know, if you knew that you couldn't fail, what would you be doing with your life? And the reason I like that question mm-hmm. is because many of the reasons that we fail to move forward is we feel like we don't have what we need we feel like we aren't enough or that we don't have enough right we feel like we're lacking something. I don't have enough money I don't have enough time I'm not skinny enough you know I don't I don't live in the right neighborhood I don't have the right education we we, we, we come up with all these things as as barriers for why we aren't moving forward right but then you begin to ask right. yourself the question what would I do if I couldn't fail? what would I do if I knew that the universe mm. was, was was supporting me and providing for all my needs everything that I think is missing, what if all those things were checked off the list? What would I be doing with my life? How would I be How would I be serving? How would I be showing up? And when you're really honestly yeah. forced to face that, to 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 sit and to really reflect on that, for many of us, um, we begin to understand that it's not a matter of the resources, right? You're not missing anything. You have everything that you need. But what's really standing in the way, and and uh, you know what part of the coaching that I do is around helping people to understand that you have some unresolved fears, you have some doubts, you have some past failures that you haven't addressed that are the real reason that you aren't moving forward. And it's one of the reasons with mm-hmm. high achievers in particular that folks will come to me and they'll say, well, you know, the way you presented your framework is, is is really awesome, really resonated with me, but on some intuitive level, I felt like I already knew this, but I just wasn't doing it. And so when people tell me that, I know that they're they're at a place where they aren't moving forward. They're sort of in a place of inertia. They're sort of they're stuck in park um, because they have a fear of moving forward. But when you begin to confront mm-hmm. those fears, begin to confront those doubts, begin to confront those past failures, then you can take away the energy that you're investing in, sort of propping those things up, and you can use that energy to actually propel yourself forward as opposed to being stuck.
0: I love that question about what would you do if you couldn't fail? Like if you were guaranteed success, because it really forces you to, as you said, face your true desires. Is that how we get to life mission? Like if you think about what would I be doing with my time if I absolutely would be guaranteed success? Yes. And then you name that thing. So is that, is that coupled with how can I serve others? Is that the mission? Is that the mission statement? Oh, so they're, like how
1: do we come to the That's mission? a great question. So they are, um, these are just prompts. These are just Connected. questions to help okay. you get there. So um, I do this through a mindfulness-based framework where I often guide people through uh, a guided meditation, for example. You can do this as a journal prompt, but the idea is when I ask people about their personal mission, when I ask people about their personal vision, for a lot of people is is really nebulous. And so the work that I do is making it really practical. And these are questions that help you to get at that. Uh, These aren't the only questions. These are are just questions that I have over my time, my own personal development, and in working um, with clients and organizations over time have found to be the most effective. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you want to find what resonates with you. So if these two questions aren't doing it for you, I have more in the in the planning guide we're going to talk about. Um, but find what works for you. The point is you want to be able to figure out how do you instigate that discussion with you, with with yourself. So that you can, you can have a serious like question, that. a serious conversation with yourself about, okay, why am I here? Why am I showing up for life? So whatever you need to do in order to okay. get to that point, whatever questions you need to ask, you want to do those things. But well, for people that are looking for a place to start, I recommend these two questions. You know, how can I be of service? That's the first question. And the second is, you know, if if I knew that I couldn't fail, if I knew that the universe had my back, no matter what, I had everything I needed, then what would I be doing with my life? How would I be serving?
0: Now, you had a personal turning point that even um, pushed you into doing this work where you had to get mindful and, um, you know, discover your own life mission. So the yeah. origin of these exercises and these, these prompts is your personal journey of how you kind of came out of that space of yeah. feeling distracted and unfulfilled and not not meeting your purpose or living up to it. So can you share uh, briefly with us what that turning point was for you? And then what were the initial steps that you took? to regain your own balance? I
1: think that's a great question. So I I tell people that this isn't a theoretical work for me. This isn't about collecting information. This is about the work of transformation. This is deeply personal for me. And I teach what I know. I'm not teaching you what I read in the book. I'm not teaching you someone else's framework. I'm teaching you what I have implemented or what I am actively implementing in my life. Uh, And so um, I, I let... The folks that I work with know that. And in terms of how I came to this place, so I, I'll start by saying that part of it is, you know, I've always been a deeply reflective and spiritual person all of my life, right? Right. And same. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I reached a point where, in you know, my professional career, when I moved to Washington D.C. after graduate school, I went to undergrad at Morris College, went to graduate school at University of Michigan came from Michigan directly after graduate school to work in the government here in in Washington DC area where I now reside. And I ended up leaving government, working for a nonprofit. And what I recognized is that I was deeply passionate about the work that I was doing. And, uh, but there was, it, it felt like there were never enough resources. There was never enough time to get everything done. And I felt like I had to be a different person when I was at work, right? I felt like I had to sort of check my spiritual stuff and the, the the things I was learning about mindfulness at the door, and I reached a point where I was depressed. I was overweight. I didn't really have much of a personal life, and I really had begin to lost. I had begun to lose the passion for the work that I was so passionate about before, and I recognized that at that point that I could literally drop dead at my desk, and. All my friends and family would say lots of wonderful things about me at my memorial service. But at the end of the day, the emails would keep rolling in. The products would keep piling up. uh, And the need would still be there. And I would simply, at some point, be replaced. And when I had that realization, I realized that I could no longer afford to be a fractured self. I had to be my whole integrated self. And so I started mm-hmm. this journey of, of saying, okay, well, how can I do this? And I started small, you know, I, I recognized that, you know, perhaps I couldn't change the culture of the organization in one fell swoop, but I was managing a mm-hmm. team. And I said, you know what, but I have a lot of autonomy in terms of how I'm managing my team. And so I'm gonna bring this question about self care. I'm gonna bring this question um, about how we are um, managing all these stressors and all the, the tools and all the information, et cetera. I, how I'm gonna bring that to the team. And we started to do what I call the mindful moment at the start of each meeting, mm-hmm. team meeting. And we use it as mm-hmm. an opportunity to share how we each sort of find found that balance. Like what, when we got off track, what brought us back to center? Um, for me, I, mm-hmm. I shared a lot about my mindfulness journey, particularly, and, and shared a couple of mindful meditations. Other folks talked about music, they shared music. I remember, um, was it Solange, you know, she launched an album and one person talked about how one of the songs, I think was Cranes, you know, really inspired them.
0: Cranes in the sky. Yeah, Cranes in the sky.
1: Um, One person shared um, that he and his wife cook. And so he shared some Mm -hmm. recipes. And like cooking is one of the ways that they bond, one of the ways they do stress, one of the ways they bring themselves back to center. Another person was a photographer. Mm and let us do a photography exercise with light, like taking, doing interesting light exercises like in the dark with with the camera. Uh, and so mm-hmm. the point was that, not that you needed to be a part of like a, a specific religious or spiritual tradition, um, if, if any at all, but rather that you are taking the time to be in a constant state of reflection about what you need in order mm-hmm. to show up at your best, right? What do you need to do in order to mm-hmm. pour into yourself so that you can pour into others, right? right? Because if you're pouring into others, but you're not refilling yourself, then at some point you're gonna burn out, you're gonna exhaust yourself. And that's where I was.
0: So that's that intentional piece again. Yes. Like getting intentional about bringing yourself back to center.
1: Exactly. And so I, I got the courage to continue to talk more and more about that. And that led to me talking at the Nonprofit Technology Conference several years ago, we actually gave a talk from the main stage about this, and the response was overwhelming. It continues to be overwhelming to this day. When I go back to that conference, people still remember that talk, and they come up to me and tell me all about it. And so, when I had that realization a couple of years ago, I realized that this was something that spoke to me deeply, and it it, it mm-hmm. awakened something that I already knew was there. Uh, it just reminded mm-hmm. me of that. And then I I realized through that experience, and also through going through your um, through your academy and a couple of other experiences that I had, that not only was this something that resonated deeply with me, and that felt like I was going going back to more of what I felt like was a whole integrated self, but that I could actually make a living doing good and mm. myself and doing good for others at the same time.
0: You know what's funny? So then, if I were to ask you. I think back then, right? Like during the Academy, what would you be doing if you were guaranteed success? I think it would be what you're doing now, right? Like, because at the time, I think, I don't think you had fully embraced the possibility of being able to do something that comes so naturally to you and that you're so passionate about and being able to make your living from that. Like that's the dream, right? Everyone wants to, to, to do the thing that lights them up but also make that their vocation and how they earn their living. So I think it's 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 kind of full circle how now you're helping people even envision what's possible for themselves as you're living your own vision yeah. that almost seemed improbable just you know 3 short years ago like when you were sitting at that desk yeah. you know overweight and and not in the place that you are now and 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 not centered. Like could you even imagine you know being here, having a company where your whole job is to help yeah. people get like that's just so amazing.
1: It is. Me. And it's interesting. So I think part of your journey sort of helped with that. You know, I think so sometimes, um I tell people, particularly with your academy, like yes, the practical things were helpful, but I think it was also about being a community with folks that were sort of in a similar path. You know when you shared the story about mm-hmm. being laid off and like using it as an opportunity to okay go in a different direction and what it took for you to do that being able to see someone that sort of started at a similar place and and being able right. to I, th- I think those examples are are important. It's, it's why I I bring so much vulnerability to my work because I want people to actually see that. The other reason for that is right. that the vision that I have for the work that I'm doing right now I had that even before um, there were inklings of that even before. I had mm-hmm. this 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 turning point, right? And I, I think mm. many people are, are are holding on to a vision, right. But it's sort of an Mm -hmm. artifact that sort of goes on a shelf. It's like, yeah, that would be nice to have. Like one more piece. Yeah, yeah. It's like you (laughs) know what? You know, my mother talks about this. Well, you know, when I hit the lottery, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, right? Or you know, when I lose weight, I'm going to do this, or when I get this degree, I'm going to finally do that. It's like, well, no, you don't have to wait for any of that. You can do that now, right? So, like,
0: what if you could just (laughs) do it right now? Like, what if that could be not your dream? but your reality, like that just makes me tingle to think about, like, even with me, you know, I'm living pretty much, I'm living my dream to some degree. I think, um, my ultimate dream, if i if, if you will allow me a moment of vulnerability, my ultimate dream, which I think I shared to some degree during your program is to really bring writing to the forefront of everything I'm doing. I love my work with the academy. I love coaching students. I love the engagement. And it's actually, it gives me fodder and material to write about. But I still haven't reached the point where, you know, I'm writing on a regular basis in a way that I'm Envisioning it, so I see myself not only writing books as I've done this past year. I wrote the first book and I have another in Yay, draft.
1: Congratulations! But
0: I also see. thank I bought, you, I actually I I bought 11 myself.
1: copies and I'm still waiting for oh you. Oh my to, god, uh, yes, I'm, I've been giving them away and I'm waiting for <laughs> you to sign <laughs> <find> my copy.
0: <laughs> oh my god, well, we have to <laughs> that and just meet for copy. That's crazy to me. Thank you. Yes. Um, but I see myself also like having, I don't know, a weekly or a monthly column, something where I'm sharing ideas regularly, and I can get feedback from people. Like, I love writing, but even more than that, I love engaging with people after they've read what I've written. Mm -hmm. And that's the piece that's missing, right? So it's like, whether it's, um, getting churning these books out like Valerie Burton. I always say Valerie Burton is my author goals, right? Because she literally publishes a new book every year. Yes. yes. <laughs> or having like a column in a major uh, newspaper or website. What about? I'm not sure, but there's something there with me putting writing at the very front of everything I'm doing and still doing what I'm doing now, but like making that a priority, which I talked about on my last episode of of yes. Genius. But Yes, enough about me, I want to hear about this this life planning. We have um, worked together. I participated in your boot camp mm-hmm. on that where you shared your framework for really breaking down vision, priorities, um, goals, et cetera. So it's mm-hmm. really focused on goal setting. Yes, but you have a starter kit for life planning, which I want to link to where people can download that. Yeah. But can you take us through? the life planning guide because this is you know the top of the year. Some people have not yet had the chance to reflect on what sure. they want this year to mean and be. And I feel like you are so expert at helping us get laser focused yeah. on what we want. And then how do we need to align our actions and our time to help us get there? So take us through the the guide.
1: Sure. So um, so here's the the guide. So it's um, it's a I think it's a six or seven page you know digital guide. It's it's really simple but also just really powerful and impactful and it helps you to really um, go deep. I do a a free class on this the last Saturday of of December every year. Um, but even if you mm-hmm. miss that, you can still get the you know you can still get a copy of it and um, it's free and we'll make sure you get a link to that in the in the show notes. But I want to let people know a few things as we start this part of the discussion. One, I think people often beat themselves up because they feel like they haven't done the planning by a certain time. So right. you can do this anytime. time. The marker at the mm. end of the year, beginning of the year, that's artificial. That, that's, there's just really mm-hmm. no, there's, 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 the, the, those time boundaries are essentially sort of made up, right? So you can start and restart anytime, and so if you mm-hmm. haven't done the process yet, or maybe you started and you've fallen off, that's okay too. Just keep restarting until you to you sort of get more get more momentum. Um, so with that being said, the 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 guide really walks you through um, essentially four, actually five things. So the first is actually reviewing your year, right? So. Okay. In order for you to know where you want to go, you know you need to review where you've been. And this isn't about sort of, um, again, this is it's it's a non non judgmental thing. It's just really about observation at a really high level. What happened? What were the lessons? And not sort of wallowing in like, you know, I I didn't do this or I should have did this or whatever. So like this is this is really just about saying, you know what, this is how my year went. Here's here are the good things. Here are the not so good things. Here are the lessons that I learned. And here's what I want to do differently moving into the next year. So, to give me an example of that, um, questions include things like, you know, what are you the most proud of? What am I the most proud of over the last year? Um, what are right. the most valuable lessons that I learned? Right. And I love the framing of that question because it's not about what didn't go right. It's about, okay, well, what lessons did I learn? Right. That's really mm-hmm. the value. Mm-hmm. It's not about like what didn't go right. What what didn't you do that you wanted to do? The question is, what are the lessons that that, that you learned? Or what what do you wish you had done differently? Again, mm-hmm. not about regret, not about staying in the past, not about ruminating on failures or doubt or fear, but really about, okay, this is what happened this year, what would I do differently moving into this, this current year? Reflecting on what you're grateful for. You know, oftentimes we, right. again, we're focused on what's missing, what we didn't get or what we don't have. And gratitude helps us shift us, right? It's it's one of the most powerful forces in the universe. And it helps to shift our focus back to what's true and what's real. The truth is that you have everything you need in this moment. Um, And so starting off with the review, and then once you've done your review, then we can begin to have a conversation about, okay, well, what are you thinking about in terms of your vision for, for the next year. So there's an exercise that sort of walks walk you through for your, your vision, outlining that. And there are a series of questions that actually, there's seven questions that help you to really think about that as you move into the year, including, again, this question about how will you be of service? How will you be of service this year? Um, and when you think about how are you gonna be of service, um, what are gonna be your top two goals, right? So the the the, mm-hmm. the 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 starter kit walks you through this process of outlining your core goals in each area of your life, but we understand that we can't do everything simultaneously. So if you were gonna if you're gonna right. focus on one or two things right now, what are those? What were those? That's
0: one are? of the that was one of the biggest lessons that you taught me was. It's fine to be ambitious and to have Mm -hmm. a lot of goals, but you really have to be practical about your scheduling. And I remember when we went through the class, I made a list of maybe six goals and you were like, well, you can only have two (laughs) right now. You can only do two for the quarter. They're like, well, no, I got six. Two for the quarter, (laughs) move the next two to the next quarter, and the next two to the next quarter. Yeah. You can only have two. Yeah. And I that, you know, for someone who likes to tackle a lot and likes to do a lot of things, that really helped me see how I could potentially dilute my own efforts by Mm -hmm. having too many things going on at one time. And so I love how you break down in the starter kit the different domains of one's life and how they can develop two specific goals for each area of their life. So can you share the different areas of one's life? And then maybe give just like an example of one or two of the areas, what would a good goal look like?
1: Sure. Um, So for me, so I I was gonna walk through. So the, the areas are spiritual and personal development, Uh, physical and emotional wellness um, your life purpose or your business or career love and romance financial wellness fun and recreation relationships and friends and family and then you have a miscellaneous category so there's something that wasn't captured here that's really important to you you can put that here so in terms of your question about some examples so i'll use an example for me i'll give you two so one is around the personal development so for me one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately as uh, I think about this year, this last year is um, I really want to be more present to what's happening in the moment, right? I really want to be more present to what's happening in my body, what's, 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 what's happening in my mind, what's happening in my in my spirit. you know oftentimes we're rushing from moment to moment and we don't take time to pause and reflect. And so I want to be more intentional right. about that, right? So that's the high level goal, right? So what does that actually look like for me over the next 90 days? Well, over the next 90 days, that means I'm going to be really restarting or sort of revamping my meditation routine. And my goal is to get to 30 minutes, get back to 30 minutes daily. And I'm starting with just one to two minutes a day. And actually, I actually have a, I've started a three minute routine, a three minute morning routine. It's really simple. Anyone can do this. I set my timer. It's actually well, it's a minute and five seconds because I want to get my time to sort of settle. I do um, a minute of gratitude where I'm just sort of sitting and I'm thinking about one thing I'm grateful for, and I'm 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 feeling what that feels like in my body, and I'm feeling the emotions and the thoughts that come up when I think about the gratitude for whatever that one thing is, right? So, like this morning it was about my health, right? Just being grateful for my health and wholeness and wellness. Um, one minute yoga. Right, so I pick a pose, and I'm just like, okay, I got one minute to settle in, to breathe, whatever it is. I and I, again, I'm no mat. I'm just like, you know, what? What can I do without a mat in one in one minute? And so that's where Power I'm starting. Core. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, 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 <laughs> and then one minute of of meditation, right? So of and centering mm-hmm. my 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 breathing. And the, the point is that oftentimes we get really ambitious and we're like, okay, well, I'm gonna do like an hour meditation every day, and I'm gonna read like. Three books a week, and I'm gonna, you know, walk like With five some miles.
0: Salutations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so
1: it's like, well, what if you just right. got it simple and you built the routine, and then right. as you, as you, as you become committed to that routine, right, then you can extend the amount of time. So that's what I'm working on in terms of the spiritual piece, and then the other, particularly, and this is important, I think, uh, this category around fun and recreation for, um, particularly for high achievers and the folks that we work with, the busy professionals, the high achievers, the workaholics, the professional, the perfectionists, being intentional about scheduling time for fun, right? And one of the things <laughs> I am prioritizing is what I call childlike play and fun. Like I remember being a kid mm. and, you know, you play like laser tag and, you know, we run around all day until like sunset, until it was time to come home. And there wasn't really a care in the world. Like it was like uninhibited, you know, and right. I want to be able to, have more of that in my life. I think as we get older, we sort of socialize that like that's not really like what you're supposed to be doing. Right. But I I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna go play tag with my friends. I want to go fly a kite. You know, I want to go, I want to go kayaking right. and, and canoeing and, and all of those things. And so
0: I love that. That
1: is something that I'm prioritizing. Yeah. And I I make this a category and actually doing the training, I uh, we don't have time to walk through all of these, but I actually teach people and say like okay, so how are you going to have fun? in in in, in, Mm -hmm. in the current years. That's actually one of the questions too. How will you have fun? How will you play and have fun this year? How will you play and have fun this year? Um, So those are- I love that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I like the idea of fun and it reminds, for me, the word I used was adventure, Mm -hmm. but I like like the idea of fun too. So um, I went to, so travel is one of the things that I put on my list that I was going to prioritize this year. And so at the end of last year, I went for a full week to Cabo, to Mexico, to just relax, reflect and have girl time where I could get away and and think about life. And one of the things I wanted to do was not just lie on the beach, but I wanted to have some fun and adventures and kind of take myself out of my comfort zone. So we booked a zip lining excursion and a whale-watching excursion. Wow. So I'm going to be honest. The zip-lining excursion was not exactly my cup of tea <laughs> because it just, number one, they undersold it. Like they should have said vigorous mountain hike plus zip line. <laughs> Because we had to hike up and then zip, then hike, then zip. It was hard, but then the zips were... They just produced a bit more anxiety for me. Yeah. It wasn't. Were, it wasn't you, as it was fun as I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't relax. Like the first one, like it was fine. I wasn't afraid, but it did. It wasn't exhilarating yeah. in the way that I wanted to be. Now, when we went whale watching, that was exhilarating, just because you know we're speeding along in the ocean in this tiny little boat. So it's kind of scary, but it's also exciting. And then um, we're looking for nature evidence of nature i love nature and nature is one of the things that rejuvenates me and yeah. so getting the opportunity to see whales in the ocean and and be so small and insignificant on this tiny boat with all this water around us that made me feel alive and adventurous and so i also want to say to people who may have this as a goal like me you may set out to do something totally outside of your personality or your comfort zone like zip lining and if you don't like it that doesn't mean you failed because I did sort of feel like I had failed in having fun right because I <laughs> scheduled this thing that was supposed to be different yeah. and you know not really something you would think of but that Amanda would do and then I didn't have any fun like they took pictures of us on the zip line so you know at the end you can buy your pictures and the picture of me was just like I was holding onto the line and I just looked uncomfortable <laughs> So it was like fail, total fail. I can't even post this on Instagram because it was terrible. But um, but even if you do try and your idea fun doesn't pan out, just keep trying because the well watching was awesome and I'm so glad we did. So I love that you're that you're fine. What did you call it? Childlike?
1: Yeah.
0: Childlike fun and play. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so how often are you scheduling that? Because if you're making it a priority for this quarter, is that something that you're trying to do every week, every day, once a month, like you're planning something? Like, how does that practically
1: yeah. play out? So part of it is, um, it's related to one of the other goal, well, a couple of the other goals. So in terms of the personal development, I have accountability partners. I actually have three of them that I check in, generally check in at least once a month. And so one of the things okay. I'm working on is, in addition to having it be a check-in, like we actually have a play date, right?
0: Oh, uh, fun. Yeah, so
1: that's that's <laughs> one of the things that um, I'm looking at, and then the other oh, is um, in terms of love and romance. You know, dating is is one of the things that I'm focused on as well, and um, I have on my calendar. You know, uh, I make space at least on Friday and Saturday evenings for for date night, and so that's also another opportunity where. Um, I'm able to integrate the the fun and the play as well.
0: I love that. That's so cool. And I think, like as you said, high achievers don't necessarily think about prioritizing the non-essentials, but these they are non-essentials the really are the essentials. Yeah, yeah they are essential, essential because yeah. mm-hmm, it makes you feel alive and it, I think, brings purpose back to your life. And like you said, it's the exact opposite of sitting in the cubicle and not really knowing why am i here what am i doing again who am i where is this all going it's like i know this brings me joy it makes me feel alive so i'm going to be intentional about scheduling that all in yes so so perfect so uh you break down the domains we're setting two goals so for everyone would you recommend that for each of the domains you mentioned they set no more than two goals and then tell us how long we have to complete these goals or just give yeah. us a few more goal setting tips because I yeah. don't think people I think so people either overthink this or don't think it through yeah. all the way
1: so this is a this is a work in progress you're never gonna be mm-hmm. you're never going to be finished you're just sort of think of it as sort of iterating or you're just sort of getting drafts where you're sort of' so like you know like you're you're into you know writing right so you you publish mm-hmm. your, your book but I'm sure that there's going to be a revised edition that's going to come out you know, at some point you're going to add to so you. Just have a you just had a workbook come out, so you're always going to be adding. Right. And so if you're growing and evolving, your goals are going to and how you're achieving your goals are going to continue to grow and to evolve. Um, mm-hmm. So with that being said, there are a couple of things that I recommend for folks as they as they start in terms of goal setting. One is to actually get do the do the work we talked about earlier, which is around getting clear about your vision. One of the reasons people fall mm-hmm. off with their goals. Um, and not just around this time of year, but it's just in general, is that it's not tied to a vision. It's just a bunch of random stuff they've written down, and there's this there's, there's no there's no intentionality behind it. It's not tied to anything. So when they get discouraged or they get off track, there isn't anything to bring them back because they don't have they don't they they don't know what the underlying purpose of what it is they're trying to do. Right? It's just a random list of things that have no relationship to one. Right. The second thing that I, I tell people too is to. Um, start out bite size. And what I mean by that is when we think about goals, we think about lo- year long and lifelong, I think it's important to have mm-hmm. year long and lifelong goals, but you need to break those down into, okay, what do I do now? One of the, Another reason people don't move mm-hmm. forward with their goals is they have the year long and the lifelong goals, but they're not clear on what to do because it's so, it, it feels so big. So people are sort of immobilized because they don't know, okay, well, all right, I want to be a best-selling author. okay, well, what do I do tomorrow?
0: right Where do I start? Where do,
1: where do I start right? So I help people to say, okay, well, you want to be a best-selling author. that's a great goal uh, perhaps for the year or for for, for a lifetime, a five year goal. For the next when you think about the next 90 days, the next quarter, I help people think in quarterly increments or smaller. what one or two things can you prioritize in terms of activities? That are going to help you to get there. So, using sticking with this goal of I want to be a best-selling author. If you don't know where to start, maybe a good place to start would be okay. You know what? Um, I'm going to make this quarter about um, doing research. Right. I'm going to look at. I'm going to. I'm going to go. I'm going to read one article a week, or I'm going to go to one one event a week that's related to being a, a new author, whatever that is. And then next quarter, okay. Um, I'm actually going to actually implement one or two of the things that I actually learned as a result of my research third quarter. Okay. Maybe I'm going to hire a coach or whatever it is. So, um, you know, I'm not a writer, so maybe those aren't the right steps, but you, uh, the point is that you get, you all get where,
0: right. where I'm going, you're moving, yeah, you're, you're making, <laughs> right. you're making
1: movement. Um, the, one of the other reasons I like the 90 day increment is it gives you enough time to work through any resistance that you might be feeling. And you can say to yourself, you know what, it's only 90 days. I can I can do this for ninety days, mm-hmm. and if it's not the right goal, it's not the right priority, it's not working, or if I need to do something different, then I can do something different. Or if I'm getting results, and like I can say, okay, well, I'm on, i I want to continue doing this. What's the next step to actually build on this so that I continue to get back to where it is in terms of my my vision, um, and then start small, not only just in time frame, but also in terms of the the time commitment. Right. So, mm-hmm. um. I mentioned the three minute morning routine, right? So if, if you're in a place where you're mm-hmm. starting something new, particularly if it's something where you know that you have um, you have some residual failure, like you failed at it before, right? And there's, there's a story mm-hmm. in the back of your mind, it's like, well, you tried this before, like what's gonna be different about this time? Start small. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last thing I would say is, is accountability. Accountability is so important. Like none of us can do this work alone. You need, someone or someone's that you can be in in um, company with in community with that you can do this with together and so um Mm -hmm. if you are in a place where you look at your network and you're like you don't have anyone that can support you then you need to like upgrade your network that should be one of your priorities (laughs) your network (laughs) because
0: right none of us does
1: this none of us can do this alone and the research the research shows, particularly as people get older, that the people that have better outcomes are people that actually have robust support networks and systems. They're part of um, communities. They're part of a, a spiritual community. Um, they have an extended um, family or extended network of, of friends or caregivers that are that are looking after them. Those folks not only are, are 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 living longer, but they're thriving longer. Right? Like you can be breathing, but that doesn't mean you're thriving. These people that are breathing and thriving <laughs> this longer, <is> right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We don't want to just be breathing. Yeah. <laughs> we want to be thriving. Yeah. You used a word that I wanted to circle back to, resistance. Yeah. Is that something you see a lot with the people who are attracted to your work?
1: Yeah, and I think it's part of the human condition, because what we're talking about is lifelong change and transformation. I tell people that this is not mm-hmm. about a quick fix. This isn't like a a, a a tip or a hack. This is about mm-hmm. the deep work, right? And that if you want to experience lifelong transformation that's long-lasting, that's beyond just the time we spend together in a workshop or a webinar, then um it's going to there, there's going to be some resistance to that because if you haven't done it before, and an indication that you haven't done it before is that you're in the workshop, right? So if you're in the workshop, you're in the training, you're working with me, then you haven't you haven't figured it out or done it before, then we're gonna work together to to do this. Or maybe event. you've
0: done it and yeah. it didn't stick. Right? Yeah, you, like yeah, you've done it. This is your genius. Yeah, but everybody doesn't grasp it yeah. <laughs> as well as you do. Yes. right.
1: And so you uh, we have these stories and going back to what I was saying previous about the fear, the doubt, the, the procrastination. Um, the resistance, the past failures. What I have found mm-hmm. is that some people call this the mindset piece and people deal with one, some I like people deal with the one aspect of the mindset thing, which is like, okay, well, let's just do the positive thinking. And you know, you got to have your vision and you got to have your affirmations. Well, that's great. But if you are doing that, but you're still having a subconscious conversation about you're not good enough. You don't have enough. Like, you know, you're, you try to support It's not going to work then there's only so much mm-hmm. that being positive and having an affirmation and, and doing those things is going to work. You have to really get at the gunk in your system. you got to clear that out, right, um, in mm-hmm. order for the, the, the positive stuff you were layering on top to actually stick and to sink in.
0: Mm, I love that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So you have a life planning um, a reboot your life. Program that goes that delves into this. You have a ton of resources. You have the starter kit that we are linking to reboot your life is an actual program where people can learn directly from you on how to implement these these strategies you've talked about. You have the intention planner yes. that, and tell them the story
1: about the intention planner, please.
0: Because you can buy people can buy the intention. Yeah, planner you can buy the intention your planner. planner right? People can
1: go to my website and buy it. Go to mindfultechie.com/planner, and they can get a copy of it. Um, but okay, this is so I mentioned I've been doing this work a long time, and even the the life planning, like the life planning guide, the questions and the framework, I've been using this and sort of tweaking it for myself for many many years. Um, and uh, you and I had a, in our last interview, you were asking about my morning routine. And I was showing mm-hmm. you the journal that I printed, which, is, which was just like this, a different cover. But essentially what I did was I, cause I couldn't find anything that worked exactly for what I needed. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I'm just gonna, sure. I have a, a fixed framework, I'm drawing this out on paper. You know, it's relatively cheap now to do the print on demand stuff. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna print one copy for myself.
0: I'm just going to package my genius. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to package my genius <laughs> for me <laughs> and make it, right, make it right, work for right. me. And so you were asking me, you are like, oh, that's great. That's wonderful. And you were asking about, okay, the questions that I use in order to start my day and so on and so forth. And you're like, so like, when is this going to be available? And I was like, oh, well, you know, I hadn't really thought about that. And so after that conversation, I was like, okay, well, I already have the framework. So this is something that people might be interested in that I can just, you know, really easily um, just get a designer to sort of make what I did look prettier. And 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 that was sort of the start of it. You know, I, I reached out to a designer was that, and, and yeah.
0: Was, was that one of your goals? So when you decided that you were going to create this planner and make it available for public consumption, did that become then one of your two you know, work goals or was that like a sub goal? Like, how did you plot that into, you know, prioritization? Yes, so here's (laughs) the universe
1: work. So end of last year, um, which was, so like, I think we launched, was it last summer, last fall, the the planner came out. Um, Mm -hmm. I had set a goal last year to work on my first book, right? Mm. I realized after doing this process, that right now, more so than people wanting like a long form narrative, people wanted a tool that they could actually use.
0: A tool, right. I realized
1: that this was actually the book.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome.
1: This this is actually, like I still plan to write at some point, but this is what people actually wanted for now. And so I realized Mm -hmm. that I had what I thought was my idea, was actually different, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. leads to one of the steps in the framework where I talk about being flexible. Being flexible in terms of how your vision unfolds. Being flexible in terms of how you actually meet your goals. Because yeah. being, and being open to things being better than you could possibly imagine. I did. I didn't necessarily yes. imagine that this is how. I didn't imagine that this was going to be the book that people were looking for. Right. But this Is what people want. Right.
0: Right. That's so funny because. I don't know if I told you but last year when I started working on Package of Genius, I was actually writing another book. <laughs> when I realized, wait, oh. I'm writing the wrong book. <laughs> like I have to get I have to get Package of Genius out first before I can introduce this new concept to people. And I had written in my planner, and one of my goals for the year was I think to publish two books. Because I knew that I had Package of Genius, but I also had the other book that I'd started that was, you know, I was pretty far along in the manuscript. And so I was looking back over my goals when I went to Mexico mm. doing reflection. And I was like, oh my God. So I didn't get that other book out, but I did Package of Genius and the Package of Genius Workbook. I saw that. Those are two books. I saw that. Right? So it's just like, <laughs> I, like you know, some t- like you said, you have to be flexible. You can't beat yourself up. And sometimes your dreams are coming true right before your very eyes but you're so fixated on them looking one way that you can't see it's actually happening like if you have been so tied to this idea of writing a book with chapters and and paragraphs and words i think you might have missed the fact that a book was produced and it was the book that people needed from you at the time so I love that as an example of the plot twist yes. in terms of goal setting and, and vision casting.
1: Yes. And and well, packaging I mean, your genius and and particularly in mm-hmm. the form of like books, I think we think of it as like it has to be like like a seven habits bestseller or it has to be like a Tony Morrison, like, you know, right. Nobel Prize winning, whatever. But there's so many different ways that people are looking to be served and healed. Um, and it doesn't have yes. to look like either one of those.
0: Exactly. Well, Miko, I want to thank you for joining me today on Package Your Genius. Um, I know that you have the boot camp or the Reboot Your Life program that's happening. So I will absolutely link to where people can find that as well as your planner, as well as to get this starter kit that we've talked about. But tell us anything else that you'd like to share about what you have coming up and where people can find you.
1: Sure. So um, as you mentioned, there's the Reboot Your Life um, course. People that are looking to dive deeper, Um, it it comes as a self-paced course and also as a live version. So based on where you are and what what works for you, um, we do both. Right now, the self-paced version is available for folks that want to actually enroll and just do it at their own pace. And there are live Q&As as as a part of that. And, you know, you can get the link in the show notes um, for, for how to access that in terms of how to connect with me. Um, you can connect with me through my website and join the email list at MindfulTechie.com. So that's MindfulTechie, spelled techi com. I'm also on social media. So um, you can follow me at mindfultechie on social media.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Miko, again, for the gift of your time and sharing your wisdom uh, with our audience. It was so awesome to have you on the show today.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much for having me
0: wasn't that great? Wow, I am still vibrating from Miko's questions, especially the one on what would you be doing with your life if you knew you could not fail. That's powerful. I'd love to know what you would be doing with your life if you knew you could not fail. So tag me on social media and let me know. And also just tag me to let me know you are listening You heard today's episode and that it resonated with you. So I'm reading quite a bit this week. I'm still working through Dark Horse by Todd Rose, as well as a few articles I wanted to share um, that I... Employees need to address the caregiving crisis from the Wall Street Journal. This is an issue that has really been on my mind as my husband and I think about how our parents are aging and we think about how we want to age and what that will entail for our kids and for our family as a whole. So I think it's really interesting to think through um, just the aging population, especially here in the United States and how the workforce has not necessarily caught up with addressing the needs of those families I read 19 books to help you live your best life on Kylie Carr's website. So Kylie is a friend and fellow podcast host. She runs Beyond the Business Suit, the podcast, and she's hosting an upcoming retreat, Beyond the Business Suit retreat. And she's doing some amazing work with women and presence, executive presence, and helping women get to the C-suite. And so I'm always excited to hear what she's reading because she reads a ton. But I was honored that Packager Genius was listed as one of her 19 books to read this year. So check out the rest of those books on her website. I also read Clean Up Your Social Media Profile and Use It to Your Advantage. And this was actually a television segment and news article on CBS Washington. I checked this particular segment out because... It was one of my current Packager Genius Academy students who was featured in the news. So it was powerful to watch her share her social media tips and strategies. So shout out to Yolanda Arrington on a successful television segment and check out those amazing tips she shared if you are trying to figure out how to put your best foot forward on social media. I also read Four Smart Strategies to Survive a Market Cool-Off on Inc.com. This was a really interesting article um, by, well, it featured Anjali Cruers, who I've worked with in the past, uh, both from a coaching perspective, and I've done some work with her around PR, but she shared some amazing tips for business owners who may be anticipating a recession and what we can do to shore up our businesses, diversify our pipelines, and basically be prepared when the market slows down. So not to be the bearer of bad news, but um, I think it's always a good idea to be prepared and to be thinking forward about how you are going to pivot and move and navigate when situations change. We're wrapping up our final interviews with Package or Genius Academy applicants. And this has been a fun and exciting process to build a cohort that starts in early February. So I'm excited to report back here with news from our cohort members. Our past cohort that just wrapped up is just killing it. We are landing TV interviews. We are booking new clients. We're getting invited to come back and coach, you know, dozens of people at major conferences. So I couldn't be more proud of the magic that the students in the academy are creating. And if that's something that you'd be interested in participating in, we welcome your application. The link to the application can be found on or Genius Academy.com as well as in the show notes. Thank you to everyone who's grabbed a copy of Package or Genius Five Steps to Build Your Most Powerful Personal Brand. The reviews keep coming in and I appreciate all your tags on social media, your DMs, your messages, and, you know, talking to those of you who have booked discovery calls with me to chat about working together just to find out that you got the book and read it and loved it. I couldn't be more pleased, more honored to share my ideas with you and to Um, hear how those ideas have helped you so thank you for your support well that does it for this episode of package your genius we will see you next week as we dive into what will be our next topic uh, for the year